This podcast was prepared by Ashley and Martell in their personal capacity. The opinions expressed in this show are the host's own and do not reflect the views of any of their personal affiliations. We in here. We in here. We back. Episode we back. 23 Yo, with your hard. favorite black political millennials. Yes, sir. This is your girl, Ash, a.k.a. Ashley. That's just what I call. I go by. If you ask Dante, he'll say sleazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's your guy, Martel. Also known as Pierre Defecto on this podcast. And uh, yeah, we back 23rd episode. Michael Jordan. That's hard. This is the Michael Jordan episode. That is. Yeah, it's been hard. a while. We back though, but you know, it's, life's been rough, y'all. And I'm sure y'all who listen can understand um the realities of that. But uh we're here. So we're about to do a quick uh check-in. My brother, mm-hmm. how have you been? What you got going on? Man, I'm I'm all right. I'm maintaining. Um, back to work in the office a couple of days a week. That's different after being home for a year. Um, basically, yeah, a year working at home. So it's it's a different it's a different experience. Um, you know, so trying to balance that out, and uh, you know, just trying to make sure I'm I'm doing good. Got back to running like once a week. Um, definitely in the mix with uh, young Democrats, of Allegheny County, doing some cool things. Um, trying to trying to provide education to the people in the county for this upcoming elections. And um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. You know, what I mean, a couple other cool things that I'm working on and probably discuss later. And then uh, also soft softball season is about to pick up, so we about to get back in a coach mode a little bit. You know, Coach Martell on them, but yes. uh, yeah, that's that's Are for the y'all most still part. Collaborating with the youth in Wilkinsburg for this so, upcoming season. So I think we're gonna have. I know we got youth from Wilkinsburg on the squad. I know we're gonna be Lady Dogs this season. So I don't know if there. I don't think there's gonna be Wilkinsburg soft uh, softball, but we always take. It's always home with a Wilkinsburg. You know what I mean? Yeah. So last season we was Wilkinsburg. This season we'd be Homewood, but it's the same squad. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm, you know, I'm definitely looking forward to that. You know, that should be a good experience. Yeah, no, that's super dope. Um, we'll definitely have to keep up on your schedule. I loved when I made it to your games last year and one of my mentees played on your yeah. team. So yeah. since all this, all the things have been happening as we have uh, reached our anniversary of this pandemic, you know, that's probably one of the things I miss the most is mentoring my girls. I really miss my girls. I have one that um, I'm friends with on Instagram. So we occasionally check in mm-hmm. with each other there. She always comments on pictures of the baby. Um, but she, you know, one of my favorites, like, I just love these young girls out here because um, they have to put up with a lot. So I'm super, I appreciate that you do that. Um, and I'll definitely make sure I, you know, get Great. to some of those games. Man, we thank you for that. We definitely appreciate that support. But uh, what about you? Would you, is you, you got, yeah, you know I mean, let's go through everything you got going on. <laughs> I don't even know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Let's run down the list, sis. 
<laughs> oh my goodness you know i am i'm doing good you know it's been quite a month i feel like as we're approaching this last day of march like march definitely kicked my ass and it's only march uh but it's been a good month i've had some good wins um i think the biggest thing that i'm really uh, excited about with work is the ballot initiative that we have been working on all for you know the end of December through February um, officially made it on the ballot so I'm really proud of the work of the people who have um, really they did the dirty work to right. get signatures we had over 67,000 signatures to get a uh, a virtual ban on solitary confinement and for Allegheny County Jail and to pass Brianna's law in the city of Pittsburgh to ban no-knock warrants. So for folks who live in Allegheny County and Pittsburgh, those are two questions on your ballot. We want to ban solitary confinement and we want to pass Brianna's law. So you would answer yes to both of those questions for those of you who may be confused because the questions are always confusing. So just want to put that out there. So that is the biggest, um, you know, news I feel like I have for myself. Um, shoot. I mean, I think. Like I said, Martel, I really can't keep up with my own self. So I'm literally sitting here trying to think like, what have I done? Because <laughs> I don't even know. You know how you do stuff and you're like, whoo, that was like a big wind tunnel. Like, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> that's how I feel when I come out of certain stuff. But um, that's been happening. I have, um, you know, working on local elections here. No doubt. Um, we'll get a little bit more into detail. I don't want to get into our agenda for this episode. So we'll talk a little bit more about that. Mm -hmm. And, um, what else? I celebrated, we celebrated Dante's birthday this month. So yeah, happy birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday to Dante. We had a, that was probably like the highlight of my March. It was okay. his birthday weekend. Um, we had such a good time. Um, I don't think he realizes he said something. We had some friends, uh, a couple, couple stopped by uh, the Airbnb that I booked for his uh, birthday. And he, he made a comment to his homie, like, she was really my wife this weekend. And I was like, oh, baby, I love you. So it just was one of those moments where it let me know, like, I'm busy as hell. And um you know, it's important for me to make sure that I take the time to just like focus on my family, my man, my baby, because, you know, I'm very thankful and fortunate to, you know, love being home. You know, I know mm -hmm. a lot of people that's not the case. And so I definitely count that as a blessing. Um, Bellamy, you know, those of you, she's currently sitting on my lap, so you might hear her in a little bit but she is quickly growing. She's got a lot of words. She's starting to be potty trained. So for those of you listening, before we started this episode, we've had quite a few episodes with this potty training kid of mine. And um, if only you could see the smile on her face because she knows what she's doing to us um, <laughs> when she doesn't make it to the potty. So that has been another big development in the household. And woo. Um, am I forgetting anything that you can think of? Uh, 
I don't think so. No. See, no, look, yeah. No, what Bellamy no. said, no, mom, that's it. <laughs> that's a, that's that that's enough though. Like that's not it. Like that's it. Like, yeah. yeah. Definitely making it happen. And yeah. then you know, you still in the mix for young dems as well. Yep. I'm in the mix and for young dems. Yep. Oh, yeah. And I'll a little bit more that I'm doing, but like I said, we'll tap into that a little later because we got some we got some stuff for y'all. This is gonna be an episode where we're going to let y'all know what's happening in these upcoming um, for Allegheny County and where we live, at least um, these yeah. upcoming elections. And um, yeah. I can't wait for a primary season to be over, though. I feel like this is harder than November last year. Yeah, I, I think it is, too. I think it is for a couple of different reasons, but mm-hmm. because I feel like there, a lot of people are still hung over from last like election season. Like a lot of people was like kind of like burnt out. People was tired. And then there's like, while there was a lot happening then, like there's a lot of people trying to focus on other things right now. You know what I'm saying? Like people are dealing with a lot of different stuff. You know what I'm saying? A lot of different levels. So I, I definitely feel it. I think it's it's different. And then also we're still tired from November too, for real. You know what I'm saying? So there's definitely still a burnout as well. So it's, it's, it's you know what I mean? It's always harder when you're, when you're tired. You know what I mean? So I think, that's part of it too, because I felt the same way. I'm like, yo, it's it's not it's not like it was, you know what I'm saying, in the fall. I don't know if we're just so into it, like it's that kind of perspective. And then I think it's also because last November we had like one collective focus in this upcoming election. There are so many races, like mm-hmm. so many races, y'all. Like after we talk about this episode one thing I'm going to commit to all of you who listen and follow us on social media is to follow up what we talk about today with some posts. So you can have something to reference back to for all the things that we're going to talk about today. So, you know, give us some grace cause it's hard out here. Um, you know, we do some of the most thankless work. And mm-hmm. um, I think that that's also what also keeps us connected because we're able to keep each other lifted. I don't know what I would do without our BPM group chat. Okay. That's real. Because that group chat just is like, it's life. Mm -hmm. We just, we keep each other updated, you know, being, being people who are into politics and there's always something that we need to talk about. It's just refreshing to know, like, when something's going down, I got that group to come to. And Right. And people's going to understand because you can, we can vent the different people, but they're not going to understand it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I know, I know, like, if I say this is happening or I say that's happening, y'all understand. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all definitely understand what that means or, or what mm-hmm. that's like, you know? So it's like, there's not a need to, like, give further context on certain stuff which is exhausting in itself after being exhausted so it's definitely good to just be able to just like say what it is yeah and people know you know what i'm saying like that that matters that definitely matters yep i agree i think um you know we are in a we are in a position right now where I had a conversation earlier at work with a woman that's my elder and I just adore this woman so much. I told her today, I said, one thing that I'm thankful for with my work, although it is difficult, 
I am so thankful to one work for an organization that is led by a black woman. And then two, a lot of the spaces that I'm in, I'm, I'm not feeling like I've got to explain where I'm coming from because I'm talking to mm. someone who understands my experience because they, they look got like you. me. Exactly. Yeah. They got you. They and that, yeah, that is something that, you know, no matter what, what the future has for me when it comes to like my career, I, I refuse to accept anything less than this because, mm. you know, Period. well, there's a, there's some, you, your Facebook status, but I think we can save that for our, 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 our next conversation when we really dive into that, uh, that conversation. But there's, we're just right now at a moment where, you know, this is our civil rights movement. You know, we're mm -hmm. in that time. Like that's what's happening right now. We might we might not call it a civil rights movement, but we are going through civil unrest and civil uprising. And um it's important that we I think in this moment that we're in right now, it is extremely important that we don't take it lightly. Mm -hmm. Um because the changes that are gonna come from the moments right now are going to set the stage for like our kids and our kids' kids. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling y'all, if I'm up in heaven and some stuff go down like this, I'm definitely gonna talk to God and be like, God, I need you to do something and let me go down there and send a message. Like <laughs> put me in somebody's dream yeah. because I just, I refuse for this to be in vain. That's right. I refuse. Man, that's all the way real. And I don't I don't feel like it will be in vain. I feel like, you know, a lot of the work that's being done is unique to the time. You know what I'm saying? And like for us, we're in in, in a, a very unique intersection, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, which allows us to kind of just like touch different people. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And also have access and connections with different people in different spaces and places. Mm -hmm. And like, I feel like, you know, saying it's, it's creating a, a path or a trail or a blueprint. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? There's going to be somebody else that, that comes up, you know what I'm saying? And, and is able to see that lane and make it happen. You know what I'm saying? And maybe that's in a, another county. Maybe that's another state, man. Maybe it's another country. You know what I'm saying? But like, I feel like just the 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 train of thought that we've created mm -hmm. with this platform, there's definitely people that is, is elevating. You know what I'm saying? Like that is putting up on game. So I think just us leaving this legacy of BPM is something that won't be in vain. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I agree. So yeah, so I I feel like. We just gotta always pour everything in because mm -hmm. there's gonna be somebody that comes comes in the future. There's gonna be somebody that comes behind us. You know what I'm saying? It comes yeah. coming through that door. It's coming through that window. That you know what I mean? It's gonna it's gonna take it further than we did. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And that's all. That's what it's about. Yep. Yeah, that's you know what, what it's saying? about. The mission is, is is to break that wall. Mm -hmm. So the person, the younger person, with they got the more energy or zeal, come and back. Take it a step. Take, it, take further. it further. 
You yep. know what I mean? That that gotta be that gotta be the mindset. So mm-hmm. that's how my mom was raising me. Mm-hmm. Like, I want you to be better than me. And it is unfortunate that there's not a lot of people who get that kind of experience, you know, because mm-hmm. that, you know, thankfully, my mom, you know, brought me up in that way. But I had this conversation at work where it was a moment for me to have to like, I have to sometimes acknowledge some of the privileges that I had growing up. You know, not Mm. that I didn't experience, you know, racism and things like that. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I was fortunate to not have to struggle in ways that some of my peers had to struggle. And so uh, that's, again, a part of the work to let people know, like, it don't got to be that way or things don't have like I even when it whether it's politics or whether it's like, you know, your personal life and things that you're not satisfied with, like. We don't have to accept any of this shit if we don't like it. Like, we really, really don't. And I try to tell people that, like, just because that's the way it's been, like, slavery was legal. So, like, y'all not helping me do nothing telling me about a law because that don't mean shit. Like, (laughs) it don't mean it's right. It don't mean it's the way it's supposed to be. It's just somebody has some power and put this in place. And whether Mm -hmm. it really helps us or not, is the true yep. thing to figure out. Big facts. Yep. Like, so mm-hmm. I just, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I feel like I went off on a rant. Nah, but it was due. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's been it's been a minute since the last episode. And I feel like um, there's always a lot that happens in those weeks between episodes, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, just for the last year, there ain't been no no weeks off, you None. know. So there's always there's always an experience, there's always an event, there's always something that happened. We you know? have, so, yeah, you know, I feel lot. like we have because of this virtual space, we have stacked our calendar so much because we eliminated travel time so much we've eliminated and I even we talked about this at work with our schedules like we can't just have these back-to-back zoom calls all day when we gonna do the work after the call right like after the call you gotta do something so if you don't put no time in between and you got a back-to-back call back-to-back call back-to-back call like we we've got like it's just I don't know it's just so much and I feel like that's also why we you know it's been a little bit since our last episode but I looked we we had a February episode this is our March episode y'all gonna oh, give yeah. us some grace on one episode a month <laughs> no nah, and 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 that's cool though and I, I feel like we've I feel like we've definitely hit hit one every month mm-hmm. you know since we started yeah you know what I mean like so now nah, I think it, I think the timing is is is, is good because we cover a lot in that episode and for real for real like it might take certain people a month to digest yeah. the shit that we dropped on the episode yeah. you know what I mean so I feel like um you know what I mean the timing comes when it's supposed to mm-hmm. you know what I mean the episodes drop when they're supposed to mm-hmm. um you know what I mean because we also haven't created false pressure on ourselves to produce yep. episodes yeah you know what I'm saying and like in the midst of now that's not even the extra pressure we want to have on ourselves Mm-mm. to be to to have to feel like we making more and it not be of quality. Mm-hmm. So you know what I'm saying? A month is good for now, you know what I mean? And and as 
whatever you know is is the season gets the weather gets better and whatever else and all of that kind of yeah stuff. how we can continue to more. evolve yeah yeah if there's more there's more you know i mean the primary is coming up so i know you're going to do some more about the primary around mm-hmm. the primary before the primary after the primary mm-hmm. you know what i mean so there's going to be a lot of different stuff and we'll talk about it more but we're going to be trying to bring some candidates on so we yeah. definitely will pick it up for the people you know yeah. what i mean so that's that's yeah. all that is. I feel like the next the next uh, what is it March so we got about s- a little over seven weeks until primary day May 18th we'll definitely have to schedule some interviews with some folks but what I also think we can do when we have those interviews they'll look a little different than our typical format because we'll probably do a you know an intro and catch up and then we're gonna get right to it we're not even right. all time because we don't mm-hmm. got that time is valuable. And right. um, we want to make sure because we're throwing a lot on these episodes in regards because y'all wait till we get to the next part. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We, we looking at it like, whoo, yeah. how's people supposed to remember what they're supposed to do when they go to vote on May 18th? Because <laughs> no, for real. That is just, yeah. So, um, hmm. yeah, so catch up. That's definitely the catch up. What, um, what you, what you watching right now? You watching any? Oh, I am. That was a real good way to like transition into this next part. Cause <laughs> I am watching something. I love me some Queen Sugar on own. Um, Queen Sugar is a really good show by Ava DuVernay. Um, and it's just one, it's based out of New Orleans, so I love New Orleans. Like that's like mm-hmm. I got a secret love for New Orleans, and I think additionally I have a love for New Orleans because that was the last trip we took before we found out we were pregnant with Bellamy, mm-hmm. and um, we had a really good time. That's why I know my baby so turned up because when she was being created, like that first month as an embryo, she had all the grenades. <laughs> <laughs> We ain't know though. We didn't know. We ain't find out till we got back from New Orleans that she was in there. But let me tell you, <laughs> we had a great time. And it was, you know, so I love New Orleans. Um, and it it just goes, it shows like a legacy of a black family that, you know, we don't get to hear those kind of stories a lot. So I really appreciate Queen Sugar. And I'm a Ratchet TV fan, so I watch all the things. Real Housewives of Atlanta, Married to Medicine. Um, Love and Hip Hop been doing some, like, different stuff through the pandemic with they, like, what's that show called, babe? Um, the, the, the Family Reunion. They had a Love and Hip Hop Family mm-hmm. Reunion. Yeah, I saw the advertisements for that. I saw it. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, that's the kind of stuff that we watch when I don't want to think like I literally want to I don't want to watch. Sometimes I don't want to watch things and make my brain work like I literally just want to veg out. And that's what I do with those kind of shows, um, because it's funny. And then I wouldn't say this is my show, but I feel like I got to say it because it's Bellamy. But we watch a whole lot of boss baby up in here. Okay. (laughs) That is Bellamy's show. 
if you hear a squeal during this episode, it's because she's watching Boss Baby and she's into it. She'd be in the show with the babies. Oh, so, man. yeah. They made a show. That's what's up. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. There's the movie. Good. There's another movie coming out, which is perfect because that's Bellamy's second birthday theme this year, Boss Baby, because she is the boss baby up in this house, as you have seen before we started this episode. No question. <laughs> Bellamy, Bellamy's low-key like producer of the podcast show. she is she, <laughs> she is she tells us when we can start when we gotta end right like we recording today we're not recording today yeah she's definitely producing because <laughs> the we were supposed to record before and I was like yeah this this ain't gonna work today <laughs> Bellamy is not here for it so uh, we gotta pick another day yeah <laughs> so yeah um that's that's my show that's my show rundown I don't think I'm for oh I am forgetting some we okay so I'm not gonna take up too much more time but I'm going to unapologetically be clear that my guilt the guilty pleasure I'll say it in this house because it's me and Tay I watch tv but that's why we need cable and DVR because I can't catch it when stuff comes on. I got to record it. And then when I have time, we can watch it. But we watch a lot of TV. We got to catch up on This Is Us because we are way behind. We got a bunch of episodes to catch up on that. Law and Order. We got a bunch of episodes to catch up there. And then um, there was something else. Oh, NBC's lineup. So there's the new show with The Rock, Keenan. Uh, and then Blackish and Mixedish, we watch all those. And then Yara Shahidi over on Freeform, we watch Grownish. That last mm-hmm. season was actually really good. That be helping me. That makes me feel like I be trying to stay in the loop with like the Zennials because I be like, what they doing? What they talking about? Uh, so I watch that too. So those are all the rundowns in the Comins household of what we watch. And I'm done. <laughs> Yo, so I um, I'm trying to think. So for me, I'm a big I'm a big Marvel person. So I've been mm. on a lot of Marvel series. Mm. Um, so I've been I'm uh, I'm watching The Punisher because I'm behind on that. I watch WandaVision, and I'm watching a Falcon and a Winter Soldier right now, um, which ha- inter- interestingly has um, a unique commentary on um, I'll say semi celebrity of the, of a black person like with the Falcon and like the shit that he's dealing with. And I didn't expect Disney plus to take, to take it this way. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So you see Falcon um, and his family, like not get approved for loans. You see, there's a scene where he's arguing with Winter Soldier and the police pull up on him. Like, is, is there a problem? Yeah. Like, and the one dude's like, that's Falcon. He's like, Oh, I didn't recognize you without the goggles kind of thing. So it's like, I wasn't expecting Disney to take it there. Um, you know what I'm saying? That's only the second episode. They on that. But um, so I'm, I'm, I'm into that. Um, definitely up on This Is Us. I love This Is Us. Um, Snowfall. Snowfall is my, my shit. Oh, we um, got to catch up on Snowfall. Day. We have so uh, many. Re- that's another one that's recorded and we never got to watch, but we're going to catch yeah. that one. I know Snowfall. it's good. Don't don't spoil it. Nah, no, nah, I'm not one of those kind of people that, that give spoilers out, man. Don't but, say I'm following um, somebody because they spoil some show. I cracked the hell up. He was like, I don't follow him because. No, no, I don't follow people. Avengers, when Avengers came out and people was trying to say what happened and who died and people was joking. I unfriended people. And I still ain't befriend them. 
I definitely offended people about the Avengers in game. Swear. So true. Like no, that's true. That's how it yeah. was when power was on. Everybody had like, we know you got cable because we got cable too. We watched it yesterday. You don't gotta spoil it for people because you got Man. cable. No, you know what's corny though? You know what's corny about power? As people was watching it at midnight. Yeah. They give the corny ass spoiler before yeah, Sunday. Yeah, that's what we were saying. Fun. It was corny. That's that, and that's, I think, the show when Dante unfollows somebody because he was yeah. pissed. Like, nah, I, I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. So um, I was watching uh, Power Book 2, but I didn't watch the second half. I might get into that eventually. It wasn't bad, actually. You know nah, it what? It wasn't. Um, uh, what's 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 Ghost Son's name? Why did I Tariq? Tariq. He 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 he's he made it back onto my okay. You all right, Liz? After yeah. that, yeah, he's a he's a he's a good actor. He's a good young actor. Um, but at the end of Power, I was over him. I was like, I'm over uh, Tariq. He can go. No Why no Raina have to go? Real talk. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think. So I, I'm into that NBC lineup too. I really like Young Rock a lot. Um, I, I, I hope Keenan. I hope Keenan can pick up steam, but I really like Young Rock. Um, See, I like Keenan more than Young Rock. Right? Yeah. Know, I guess everybody. I guess everybody's going. Like, yep. You know what I mean? Um, but I'm but, biased. Also, I think. Yeah, I mean, I'm a big fan of Keenan too. Um, I'm trying to think about what else I'm watching. Oh, um, so Jay got me watching Ink Master on Netflix. Okay. Um, and I also watched a couple episodes of Glow Up. That was cool. What's um, that on? That's the that's the it's on Netflix. That's like the makeup artist show. Oh, um, see, there's a few yo, things on Netflix I gotta catch up on because my homegirls was telling me about a documentary. I think it was about the 14th Amendment that I want to watch, but and, and and speaking of documentaries, that's really what I spend a lot of my time on. Like I'm an old man for real. Like, <laughs> I'm usually on uh, Nat Geo History Channel. You know and what I'm ours is? Some documentaries, yo. Ours is WQED. Me and Dante definitely were like, okay, so That's we turned hard. into those old people who, after Bellamy's yeah. shows are over on WQED, we watch the news when it comes on because they be having okay. good like their news. I appreciate the news on WQED, of course, but then mm -hmm. after that, they be having these documentaries and specials that are just really, really informative. So. Like, I'd be like, I guess it just took me to get old, older, because I ain't old, but older to, like, appreciate it. Appreciate so I'd be like, it. why do we still have WQED on, and why are we sitting here and watching it? Yo, like, that, <laughs> that's definitely, I feel it. That's how I am about, about Nat Geo watching uh, Traffic, really good show called Traffic on Nat Geo. Um, so I'll be checking that. But also, I'm into, like, history documentaries and, like, war documentaries, too, so... I found myself watching a lot of those. Um, and then also probably my favorite show over the last like two months has been Ted Lasso, um, which is like a little sports feel good show with Jason Sudeikis. He actually won an Emmy for it, um, for best like actor in a comedic series. But Ted Lasso is definitely my favorite show that I, um, I've been watching over the past month. And um, Your Honor on Showtime is a really great show as well. Um, mm -hmm. that, that talks about a judge and we what he's going to protect his family. Um, we'll have to check but, that out. Yo, your honor, uh, Brian Krabs is a fantastic actor. Um, so definitely I appreciate your honor. That's a really good show as well. Um, and then also I've been finding myself watching a lot of old shows. Like I'm, I'm good for watching a couple hours of Jamie Foxx. 
I'm good for watching a couple hours of Family Matters. Um, I try to catch Living Single whenever I can. So I'm I'm always down to watch a couple hours of some old shows and ridiculousness as well. Um, and then for me, the March Madness is on. So I've been watching basketball um, for the past like week and a half. You know what I mean? I'm actually watching a game right now in the background. So you know what I mean? That's that's pretty much it, man. And um, yeah, it's March Madness time. So that's definitely kind of my focus right now. So yeah, that's what I'm watching. Um, for the most part, I don't think I forgot anything. Um, but yeah, you know, definitely got to find some time to, to uh, turn the mind off, you know what I mean? And just kind of just like getting to take your, take your mind somewhere else, take yourself somewhere else, you know what I mean? that's a night night Bellamy <laughs> she literally was like trying to wave the martel as <laughs> put her to bed she's like uh, I want to say bye right. bye Uncle Morty <laughs> night 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 yeah but um one show that I, I know we want to before we, we get into the, the most important or the larger part of the show which is our um, our recommendations uh, but there is a, a clip that you showed me on one of the shows that you watch. You know, it's crazy. Is my grandma watches Queen Sugar. My grandma loves okay. Queen Sugar. You know, Queen Sugar is such a good. You know, so what it is is one like clearly I'm a northerner. Like I grew up in PA. I lived in Georgia for a little bit, but I'm far from a country girl. Like I went to Georgia, and they was like, "You like grits?" And I was like, "What cream of wheat?" And was like grits, and I was like, "No." Nah. <laughs> I'm definitely team cream of wheat over here, yo. Yeah, I like grits now, but it took for me to get with Dante and his family from South Carolina to come up here and oh, make some up. fish and grits. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is good. They don't make them like yeah. this up here. Okay, up now I get it. Right. So I could eat grits down south, but not up here. But so Queen Sugar, I don't even this might be episode season like five or six. Man. But the the show is good. So we we have a clip that we want to show, but what is really important about this clip is the explanation of the effects of white supremacy. And after what we witnessed in Atlanta, the way the response was from the police officers basically making excuses for what we know was the um, motivation of the anger and where it went towards, you know, um, it's really important that when we create a narrative about white supremacy that we're clear on like really what's the word I'm looking for um like white supremacy looks like and and and, and how yeah. it's and how it's like trickled down you know what I'm saying I definitely feel like it's a a trickle down and there's also a a subconscious amongst a lot of white people in this country mm -hmm. and they don't really understand the nuances mm -hmm. of white supremacy. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like a lot of people like there's this, there's crazy. I, I remember this image in my, that I saw online of an iceberg, right? And the iceberg is white supremacy. And at the top visible above the water, you mm -hmm. got like KKK, 
and Nazis mm-hmm. and and you know what I'm saying police brutality. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, you know all these kind of like things up top that you realize, mm-hmm. and then underwater you had this giant iceberg that you know what I'm saying talks about different things like racist jokes and and uh, subconscious bias and stereotyping yep. and you know what I'm saying microaggressions. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like over hypersexuality and over yep. uh, hypersexualization yep. and, 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 and bigotry and misogyny and, mm. and homophobia and transphobia and all these other things mm-hmm. that you don't really attribute to white supremacy mm-hmm. and that's under the iceberg. Yep. So, you know what I'm saying? Like when you were saying that, that's the thing that went off in my head about what white supremacy really, really looks like for real, for real. Yep. And like and honestly, like a lot of stuff that happens in a black community that are ills of the black community are perpetuated or started from white supremacy because white supremacy is white supremacy is a thing. Yep. We have these particular things that happen in yep. our black communities. You know what I mean? So there, there, there's a lot to it, man. And it's a lot of work to undo that shit. You know what I'm saying? And we need all hands on deck mm-hmm. for real, for real. It's a lot of work to undo. It's a lot of uncomfortable conversations that need to be had. I just started a book uh, Sunday by a therapist named Nedra Tawab. And I'm hoping I pronounce her last name correctly because I hate butchering names. Mm -hmm. Um, But it is. uh, It's about finding your setting your boundaries and finding peace. And I think it's really important when we talk about white supremacy and when we come into those uh, spaces where we feel like um, ultimately like a line is being crossed. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's even though it's their white supremacy it's our boundary that they're crossing and we've got to create and call it out and also control the narrative. And what we're going to do is there's a clip from the last episode of queen sugar that for me, after I witnessed this scene, I had to rewind it because there's something captivating about art when it's able to, um, explain something that you feel but you don't have the words to put to it and this scene um that we're about to play is with nova borderline who is one of the main characters in queen sugar if you don't watch it and her partner who is a white man and uh, forgive me because i actually don't know her partner's name i just know nova and it's her partner who's a white man former police officer in his role when he was a police officer, he had a moment where he was a part of a traffic stop and they beat up a black man. And it, you know, was a part of why he left the police force because he didn't want to be a part of that. But that's a struggle between Nova and him because there was a moment that he didn't call it out. And that's hard for us to really deal with. And so this particular episode happened after the murder of George Floyd um, by Derek Chauvin, who is currently on trial. 
Um, and we felt like this would be really typically on our episodes. We play a clip in the beginning, but because this particular scene was a little longer than our normal clips, we felt like we would preface it with a conversation to explain what was happening and then play this clip on the episode to just hear the conversation. Um, this is also something that I'm going to post on our social media so we can also have, um, that these words, um, to, to reach further because after I watched it the first time I told Dante like oh rewind that that just touched my soul like it was something that needed to be said about an experience of for us as black people every single time we witness our brothers and our sisters our siblings being murdered by police officers state sanctioned murders. So um, we're gonna play this clip. And after this clip, um, I think that it will also bring further conversations because this will be what, like the sixth time I've watched this and I'm gonna get chills again. So we'll let that play. And after that, we will discuss it and then we'll get into the rest of the episode. Do you feel ashamed about what happened to George Floyd? Ashamed? Yes. Ashamed. And horrible things happen and the black person is responsible. We feel shame. Can't tell you how many times I thought, please don't let the shooter be black or the terrorist be black or the abuser be black while I'm watching the news or reading an article. Do you all feel that? Am I speaking for all white people? Just speak for yourself. When you saw what happened to George Floyd, did you feel shame? It's not a trick question. I'm just curious. It's for my article. I felt disgust watching a human life being taken but no, I wasn't embarrassed by it personally because I had nothing to do with it. Right. But if there were a black cop who killed him, I feel embarrassed personally. I feel shame. But why? You didn't do it. Every black person's actions are seen as a collective endeavor. Every action besides success, of course. Every bad thing that one of us may experience or cause reflects on all of us in the eyes of American society. One robbery, they are inherently criminal. One drug deal, they inherently lack restraint. One person does something trifling on the job, they all lack discipline. I see what you mean. It's like black people have a collective conscience in the eyes of white America. Like you think and behave as a monolith. But of course, that's like so false. You have a white man strangling someone by the neck while being recorded as both victim and bystanders begged him to stop. We all feel no personal shame in that. If the tables were turned, I'd be in shambles. Y'all have an imbecile in the White House and you just shrug it off. If it were Obama, all the black folks would be hanging our heads. Because all black Americans 
would be lumped together because of the mess he was involved in. And the mess that's happening with a white man in the Oval now, he don't feel at all connected to. It's one of the treacherous and rarely discussed side effects of white supremacy. Woo! Talk about real shit. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it was one of those moments for me when I watched that scene. And when she asked the initial question, are you ashamed? As soon as she asked that question, I had so many thoughts in my mind because it was like, that's the question. Like, that's the question. Like, because I can't tell you it was it was that it was that question. And then her statement of anytime there's a shooting. We always, always I know me, I always say I pray they weren't black. God, please don't let them be black. Please, 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 please. Like, please, God. Because that's a shame that we all carry. Because this country puts us in a in a space of like, that's how all black people are, even though we know we're not a monolith. Right. It's a it's a and it's a collective thing. And it's a it's a collective sense of embarrassment. And I feel like that's been that's been the 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 prototype or that's been the plan for all groups in this country. You know what I'm saying? Like all um, minorities, if we want to call or persons and groups of persons of colors and races and ethnicities have always, always been grouped up as you people. You know what I'm saying? It's always mm-hmm. been one, one thought for an entire group. You know what I'm saying? Like one bad action De- determines the the moral fabric of the entire group. You well, know what I mean? That's basically, you, what sister saying, you know? yes. When you said it, you people, imagine us as black people. Every time they killed one of us, we say, "You people, you people." They we don't do nah. that shit. We nah. should do that shit, but we don't. No, nah. it's it's um it's it's one of those things where we feel like there's, there's an intentionality um, of trying not to get to know or understand Black people, you know what I mean, yeah. or, or persons of color. It's always, um, I know about you, which is based on media stereotypes most times, um, you know what I mean, um, something that's perpetual, this this perpetuated through the news or through movies or television shows. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, and you don't even notice things till you get older. I had a, one of my best friends that um, went back and was watching The Sopranos and he was just telling me, he was like, yo, I didn't realize when we were teenagers how racist this show was, you know? And it's like, this is, this is a, a cultural classic, but just the way that they're just like, perpetuating stereotypes in this in this tv show you know so like you got to think about that like that's always been the the design is to create stereotypes for all people you know what i'm saying like and 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 asian people as well you know i mean we're going to definitely talk 
more about that as well yeah. on this episode. But the same thing with stereotypes about Asian men and Asian women. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Primarily Asian women. Like there's always been oh my a gosh. to create a stereotype, a particular monolithic body or being for that particular race and gender. Other Anybody than that ain't a cisgendered white man or woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Always. I mean, after what happened in Atlanta and, you know, I have some, you know, friends of, you know, some Asian American friends that have been making Facebook statuses about their experiences. And, you know, for me as a black woman who when I get a chance and opportunity to call something out or speak on something, I do. It just made me reflect back on like my experiences in high school and like peers, which it wasn't a lot, but I had a few Asian American peers who were always so quiet and very um, to themselves. Um, I was always nice. I actually had a, a fellow band mate when I was growing up from middle school to high school. We both played the flute and the piccolo. And I felt like it was always me and him challenging each other for that first chair. Like he was good as hell, but I knew I was good as hell. So I was like, all right, I'm going to get this play. I'm going to do what I need to do. But he was always hitting first chair, but I couldn't say nothing because he was good. Like it was never one of those like, well, why do you always think him? Like, no, he's good. Like I ain't right. not, I'm going to keep, he, he made me try and strive to get better because I was like well clearly I'm not practicing as much as he is but I be practicing Mm. so like it just it made me think of the experiences that he may have had that he never even spoke about and it was also one of those moments for me where it was like I'm glad that I wasn't a mean girl in that kind of space because I could have been a mean girl like I could have been like oh well screw him but as a little kid Mm. but I respected the talent and maybe that's why right. I just respected the talent that he had. And he made me want to strive to do and be better as a, as a, uh, um, I'm losing my words, but as an artist, you know, mm-hmm. playing my instrument and, uh, you know, that, that situation in Atlanta was really, I, I remember when I got the alerts, I was over, um, my cousin's house with Dante for, like a small family gathering. And when the alerts came through my phone, I was like, what the heck? Like, what's going on? Like, this is what, wait, really? And, you know, at first I had made a statement to Dante about, it made me check my ignorance, honestly, because whenever I saw the headline, I didn't think about white supremacy. And that maybe privilege isn't the right word. It made me check my ignorance Mm. because when the headlines came up, I didn't immediately think white supremacy. I was thinking, what's going on? Why would somebody do that? You know, like Mm -hmm. maybe it was me being naive or maybe it was me being just like, I think naive is the word. I think I was naive to the fact that I know racism is more than just what black folks experience. But because I'm a black woman, I just, it just didn't cross my mind. And then the next day, whenever more headlines came out, I was just like, fuck white supremacy. Like legit, like white supremacy is killing all of us. Right. Like, I'm a, I'm a, yeah, I, um, 
I feel like as soon as I saw Georgia, I knew what it was. I did. You know, I um. So my I've been I've I've been blessed to have friendships um, with people from several different Asian countries. You know, I have extended family. Um, you know, and I've always attempted to try to uh, put myself in other people's shoes, but you, it's hard to put your shoe, yourself in that particular pair of shoes. Um, and I, yes. I, um, and that's a conversation for another day. Yo, and I, um, I appreciate, I, I've also been, been fortunate enough to, to, do some training for organizers and have been able to create relationships with um, a lot of person or organizers that are persons of color all over the country. And um, so I was kind of, I was informed about a lot of violence that was happening with Asian Americans, mainly in Cali, you know, that was kind of happening last year and was just kind of like, yo, this is, this is wild that this is happening and just kind of saw that a continued trend. And I feel like with everything that was happening last year, um, just I think some of that violence took a back seat. And when that happens, you have what happens in Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I think it's important that we recognize all of the groups, all of the intersections that deal with violence. You know what I mean? And yep. that doesn't happen enough. Yep. And, when it, and when it's not talked about, yep. things like this happen. Yep. And then people were stunned. Yep. But then there's a small group of people that say, we told you so. Yep. We bet you that this shit has happened. And yep. you know what I mean? Yes. And that that particular point right there is it. Because when I think about when Light of Life happened back in 2018, Tree of life. Mm-hmm. Tree of Same tree God. of life. Yeah. When tree of life happened, I knew what Same that God. was when that happened. Oh yeah. But Same when a, yeah, but when Atlanta happened, that's why I said for me that was like a wake up call. And then mm-hmm. I had immediately thought about a friend that I have here, who it's probably a mutual friend of ours. But it 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 hit me, and I was like, shit, you know, and. Yeah. That particular friend of mine is someone who we we like we've had some conversations, but it was just one of those moments like and I'll be honest about it. Like not that I not that I ever had a a, 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 a mindset that it doesn't happen to other people, but right. just the you don't know what you don't know and the, mm-hmm. the specific details of what that looks like. Like, I know what anti-Semitism looks like. You know, I've had Mm -hmm. those experiences and those conversations, but that that hate towards um, the Asian American Pacific Islander community is just like, oh, shit. Like, it just it was just one of those like shake the table moments for me because I'm all about shaking the table when it comes down to black folks. But for Mm -hmm. me, my table was shook when that happened. No because doubt. It was like, oh, y'all really like y'all don't give a fuck. Y'all mm-hmm. just like, I'm angry, so I'm taking it out on anybody. Mm-hmm. Like, and and whoever gets it gets it. Like, it just, I don't know. It's just one of those moments where it made me think, like, okay, let's keep 
let's keep making more brown babies. <laughs> let's make more of them. Brown yeah. babies, black babies, Asian babies, whatever. Let's make some more. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's where my mindset went because I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. I'm tired. And the yeah. moment that we galvanize our communities together, because I think that's what that moment did for us too. Like it was a moment after that happened where it was like, all right, we we standing with each other now. Cause it's if we don't, we're gonna keep losing. We're gonna keep right. our siblings. We are going to keep losing them. And we don't want to lose them this way. Nobody does. And I saw I saw the dopest sign. Um there were some 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 uh protests and some demonstrations in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Um, Shout out to my know, team. My team at APA been out this week, and I'm so thankful. Yeah, and um, there was a sign that this young lady had up, and um, I'm kind of paraphrasing here, but it basically was like, um, we always come together, or we always you know come together, and we always fight after people die, like. I want to come together so that people can live. And I think yeah. like that is the most like, and profound. I'm not, I didn't do it justice, but basically those are that effects where it's like, yo, we come together after we lose people, but we don't, we can't come together to save people and keep people alive. Yeah. I feel like that's the mindset that we got all have. of our groups, all of our marginalized communities need to have to come together to figure out like a way to kind of overcome a lot of the shit that we're dealing with. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like it, it's it's time. It's, mm-hmm. it, it's really time. Um, mm-hmm. But I I also wanted to to while we're on this topic, I wanted to quickly make sure that we highlight um, really just like we're talking about learning, right? You know what I'm yep. saying? We're talking about how this event shaped us um, and our depth of being an ally and and our consciousness, right? Mm-hmm. And I um there was an Instagram post that I that I came across that highlighted um in media just examples of how Asian women had been sexualized right oh, and that was um, the, those were the was, posts I was seeing and, and my yo, friend I was sharing that that shit blew my mind so I there was a, a, a old film that just started it off but the second film that they highlighted was a film that I've been watching since I was a kid full metal jacket um, it's a Stanley Kubrick film. It highlights the Vietnam War. Um, but there's a there's a clip where there's these two GIs and there's this uh, Vietnamese woman that's basically like coming to them to to proposition them, right? And um, some of these like these lines in this scene have been like continued on to be used towards Asian women. Like they've been, you know what I'm saying, uh, a clip in certain songs. And me watching that movie, I never really thought about in that moment how that was making people think about like, oh, a- every Asian person, every Asian woman is 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 some kind of sex worker or a prostitute or, you know, any any uh, Asian woman is a masseuse is, is 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 guaranteeing a happy ending or, you know, things like that. And then the next one was Mean Girls. And it was like, what was crazy is like, we watched Mean Girls in high school and it's a hilarious movie, but I didn't realize the character of Trang Pack and how problematic that character was. You know what I'm saying? Where you have an underage girl that's having a, 
uh, illegal relationship with an out of shape white male grown teacher, mm-hmm. and it's and it's just common news. And then she ends up getting in a fight with her best friend because she was also fucking with Coach Carr, who's a fucking mm-hmm. creep and a pedophile. Mm-hmm. And that shit was just funny. That was just part of the fight scene. So mm-hmm. like to see that, I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, we thought this was really comedy. And this was really some fucked up shit to see. You know what I'm saying? Like the promotion of pedophilia low is the key. You know what I'm saying? Like, so just to see those kind of things happen, I was like, yo, this is wild. And I think everybody has to do work. Everybody so, has some sort of work. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, so I like, appreciate you bringing that up in regards to Mean Girls, because if I'm honest, as much as that is problematic in regards to the storyline, that kind of shit needs to be on there because that wasn't on there to to me that mm-hmm. art because that was art. Mm-hmm. To me, that was put in there to bring attention to it. It's just about mm-hmm. what do we do with it? Because mm-hmm. when you when you made the point about it being comedy, it made me think about Jessica Ruffin and she has her show on Peacock and Amber Ruffin. Amber Ruffin. Shout out to Jessica. We love you, Jessica. I know. That's why I said that name because <laughs> I, I, we know a real life. Mm-hmm. Amber Ruffin. And she does her How Did We Get Here segments. Mm-hmm. And um, it constantly talks about just different shit that right. just is fucked up. And she made a joke basically like, and it's also fucked up that for everybody to learn this lesson, you got to learn it from a comedy show. Right. And that's what to me, Mean Girls did for that particular narrative because Mm. I haven't watched Mean Girls in a long time. But as soon as you mentioned that, as soon as you said that name, as soon as you explained what the issue was, I immediately went to the scene. I can see her and her best friend Mm. fighting. Like as soon as you Mm -hmm. said that. So that alone was the lesson because for me that wasn't funny but i mm-hmm. knew that that was creating a narrative that's uh uh accepted which is problematic mm-hmm. because ultimately the whole movie of mean girls was showing the problematic way of mean girls and mm-hmm. all the other dynamics within our high school experiences that we see no doubt so yeah. I'm, I'm not mad at Mean Girls for putting that scene in there because now we have that art because both of those actors that did that scene, they knew what they was doing mm. because they have to live it and experience it. Like right. the, the, the shit that I was seeing on Facebook from my homegirls, like Facebook statuses, like she, like after Atlanta went down, like I felt her and mm-hmm. I, we actually need to connect because she lives in our neighborhood and we need to talk about this upcoming election. But like, I appreciated her for her vulnerability, for her explaining. I heard, I read some shit that I ain't never heard before. I was like, they say that shit. I, I literally in that moment was like, God, why didn't you give me an Asian American friend? Because I'd have been cussing out all the motherfuckers at the bar. Mm-hmm. All of them. Like mm-hmm. every single one of them, not my friend. You know, like, but I've never heard these things before. And I know there's a lot of cultural reasons as to why I never heard those things before, because everybody has different cultural ways of responding to stuff. But that mm-hmm. shit ain't cool. And now that I know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in white supremacy, like we're going we could say stop, you know, Asian hate. 
We can say Black Lives Matter. We can say all the catchy hashtags and phrases. But at the end of the motherfucking day, end white supremacy. It doesn't benefit anyone. Not even the cisgendered white men. Not even white people. Who perpetuate this white supremacy. It don't help us. It Mm -hmm. creates things that... It creates things in an atmosphere that doesn't allow us to be prosperous. And that's why other countries be looking at America like, y'all, y'all realize it ain't just y'all. Y'all realize y'all not the only ones dealing with a pandemic, but we that goddamn selfish over here that we just, I don't know. But yeah, no, that's, that's, that's really the, the, the bar, the line right there is the NY supremacy. And you know what I'm saying? So when us talk about white supremacy um, and how that trickles down, you know what I'm saying? The I think the the largest thing white supremacy and it trickling down is into police, right? Mm-hmm. And um, we there's a trial that's happening in Minnesota um, with Derek Chauvin, the, the, the cop who George. killed George Floyd. Um, I know for me personally, I'm not going to watch the trial um, because, like, that shit is triggering, man. Like, just, just, um, just as a black man, like, to see somebody that looks like you, or somebody that could be your uncle or your cousin or your brother, you know what I'm saying, or your best friend, and like, continue to see cops just kill people, like, that shit really does something. And like, now for people to have to defend. Like, people have to defend George Floyd's life and his honor. Like, in a court of law, like, that shit is just, like, triggering to me. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, and, and honestly, the last trial I watched was Trayvon Martin's trial. Mm-hmm. And I haven't really watched, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've paid attention to all the trials, but, like, really just, like, kind of watching it. Um, that's the last one because I really just felt myself boiling inside as I sat at my desk at work and watched that trial. Um, so I'm going to follow, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I listen to the news daily, but I, um, I just don't like, not right now want to, you know what I mean? Just really just like immerse myself in that. You know what I'm saying? There's just so much, there's just so many other wrongs, man. Um, and I, I hope that justice is served properly, man, but I, I don't, I'm probably not going to really tune into the uh the proceedings of the trial were uh, too much, you know. Whew. Listen, we can go all day on that one. So we gonna mm-hmm. in that segment, y'all, and white yeah. supremacy, don't accept it. Just got a I literally just got an update about the George Floyd trial, but we're not even gonna go there. Like rest in peace to George Floyd. I'm lifting up all the organizers, all of the activists, all of the people on the ground doing the work. Like, it's hard work. As I said earlier, it's the most thankless work. And um, as I lift each of you up, I also want to say, take your breaks, take your rest. Taking that rest is literally yeah, 
Rest is revolutionary. Rest is, I yeah. forgot. Rest is revolutionary. Somebody said that. I That's forgot. That's it. I, I couldn't forgot. get the word out. That's it. Yeah. Rest is revolution. Shout out to my partner on this yeah. show. Rest is revolution. Makes it happen. And we have I, to rest. We got to. You know what I'm saying? You have, you really have to rest. And um, before we switch to the recommendations, because I know this was coming next. Um, you mentioned a book that you that you were reading earlier. I just started um, reading a new book, and it's um, "Freedom Is a Constant Struggle" by Angela Davis. Um, is is the book that I'm reading right now, and you know I'm not too far in, but this this book draws parallels with what's happened what happened in Ferguson and what's happened in Palestine. And, you know, to fast forward to what happened in, in Oregon, what happened in Minnesota, and it's, it's a police state of mind. And um, I think that we have to first abolish the police state state of mind. Mm-hmm. You know we don't saying? need police. Like, we do not gotta, need police. Not at all. We don't. But in addition to that, what we have to do is because there's always, and this goes back to white supremacy, there's always... Uh, an entitlement, right? Within white supremacy, there's always an entitlement to uphold a particular policy, a particular law, right? So in addition to ending that, you have to abolish the police state state of mind because what you will have is you have individuals that may not even have been a cop. We already know the people that be the biggest assholes are the people that couldn't even get on the police force and their security guards, or, and this isn't just to all security guards, but there's a particular type of security guard and we all know who we're talking about. They do way too much. And part of that goes back to the police state state of mind where you feel like because you hold this particular position, you feel like you are in control of people's entirety. You know what I'm saying? So like, in addition to that, we got to get out of the pe- out of the state of mind of people thinking that, um, people need control like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I remember there was the, the Stanford experiment where they had college students and half of them were prisoners and half of them were um, were correctional officers. And as the, the, um, the project progresses, you see how these correctional officers are abusing and mistreating their friends. And it was because of the quote unquote power that was given to them, even in this experiment. You know what I'm saying? So we have to abolish that state of mind where we feel like we can give people jurisdiction, that that much jurisdiction over people's lives mm-hmm. and how they move. Mm-hmm. So you got to, in addition to the, the, the idea of defunding police, you have to abolish the police state state of mind first. Because if you don't do that, we saw what happened on January 6th. And half of them were cops. So imagine if you get rid of a police department and you have all of those motherfuckers now that have those guns, that ran the Capitol, didn't get charged, and now they want to go do this or create their militia to be a, a police force or something like that. So like in all of the work that we have to do, we have to begin to, to abolish that state of mind as well as the institution. You know what I'm saying? As the institution goes, the mindset has to go as well. You know what I'm saying? So like, I that's I, I'm, I'm for that. But I want people to always take that a step further. You know what I'm saying? Like when we talk about like radical imagination, like for me, my medical, my radical imagination is to abolish the police state state of mind. And I feel like from this book that I'm reading, the, the parallel parallels that, that 
Sister Angela Davis is drawing between police forces in different countries and the training, the similar training that they're getting and the same weapons that they have, we realize that this isn't just an American problem. It's a police state, you know what I'm saying, prison planet mind state that we have to undo. You know what I mean? So that's 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 what I wanted to to add on to that so we can before we get to these peer recommendations, because we definitely got a robust list of recommendations. We do. I think this robust list, though, we about to uh, breeze through. But y'all, Pierre Defecto just dropped that dropped that shit on y'all. So um, with all that said, for our folks who live in Allegheny County, Pittsburgh, um, let's run through these neighborhoods. Uh, Wilkinsburg, Rankin, North Braddock, Braddock Hills, Sharpsburg, Beaver Falls. We got some folks that we want to bring up for y'all. We got some people that we want to talk about. Um, We're not going to make it, you know, super long and drawn out because when we get to this part, we know how that goes. But if you live in any of those neighborhoods, you definitely want to make sure you listen in on just a few names we're going to drop. We don't got the full list. We don't know all the folks, but we know the people that we know. So the people that we know, we truly encourage each of you, if you live in these communities, to support them, to lift them up. These people are going to move us forward. These people are going to be bold. These people are going to do the things that we don't always think can be done in these spaces, but they can be done. And so also with that being said, because it don't matter who you are, we're all human. Once we put these people in these office, because let's be clear, we're lifting these names up because they're going to win. We're claiming that. Then we hold them accountable. Each and every single one, whether we love them personally or respect them personally, we hold mm-hmm. them accountable because that's where you'd find that that real. It's just the real. We tired of all the fake shit. We tired of the people putting up these facades, trying to act like, oh, I want to do this because I'm a good person. Like mm, that ain't enough. So. Um. We can we can run down just the list. I don't think we have it in any particular order. Um, we start with the city, then we go into some different um, boroughs and municipalities, and then our countywide uh, court of common pleas, and then we also have some magisterial district judges and some school board candidates. Um, I actually do have a an addition, but I'll add it when we get to Wilkinsburg. No doubt. And we also got a couple county, we got some county council races too that we'll uh that we'll highlight as well. Um I know we had one on our list, but there's two more. I'll make sure that I kind of uh I'll I'll send those to you so we when we create this list. Um but yeah, let's we might as well just get started at the top with the Yep. With the big race, the main race for, for mm-hmm. Pittsburgh for mayor. Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh so, mayor. The city of Pittsburgh mayor has four candidates running. Um, in this current, you know, climate that we're in, uh, it is important that we focus on the movement and where we need to go and who we can have push and lead us into the direction that we need to go in. And our um, Black political millennial recommendation for the city of Pittsburgh mayor 
is my current state rep. Our current state rep. Oh, our it is our current state rep. Our current state I'll be rep. forgetting yeah. that he's not just mine. Our mm-hmm. current state rep, Ed Ganey. Ed Ganey. Insert insert Jamaican air horn right here <laughs> for for that one. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we left up Ed Ganey's name. You know, we know that Pittsburgh needs something different. We've got a, a current administration that has continued to increase the police budget. Uh, our current administration has a police to community ratio that exceeds the average limit. It literally almost doubles what the average police to um, community like uh, resident ratio is. Um, the average, I want to say, is one police officer to every 19 residents. The city of Pittsburgh is one police officer to about every. Uh, no, it's one. I'm getting my numbers wrong. You know, I suck at numbers. Which one's higher? One to 19 and one to 30. One, one to 30 would be like higher. So Yes. So, so it's probably one to 30 everywhere else. And then it's one to 19 in the city. I feel bad that I put the wrong numbers out there now because I confuse I mean, myself. But no, nah, but I but mean, it's, people, it's that we yeah, have a higher idea. Yeah, we have more police per citizens here than any other city that compares to our. Um, well, probably size, population. Our population. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I so. Mean, it, that sounds about right. It does. And we have about, there's a lot of things because, you know, for work, we just uh, finished up a coalition for reimagining public safety. And if there's about 200 police officers eligible for retirement, and if they retired, we don't need to hire any more police officers. That's basically what that is. Mm-hmm. Period. And so it's things like that that we are we don't talk about. We don't have conversations about that. Someone like a mayor, if it for like Ed Ganey can do something different about. Um, And when I hear the increase in the police budget, because as a resident in my borough, the city of Pittsburgh police officers have on multiple occasions drove through Wilkesburg and damaged some things and they don't pay for it after they damage it. So. Um, that affects me as a resident here. And we need to talk about that because more police don't solve a thing. They only spend about 4% of their time handling like violent things. So we just really like got to reimagine what, what it looks like when we talk about public safety, especially for the city of Pittsburgh, because we just had reports come out that it is the worst city to live as a black woman. Like you can literally move anywhere else and have a better quality of life. And um, we've got to really um, come to terms with that and not accept things because we think from our perspective that things are going good because they're not. And it's just as simple as that. Mm-hmm. So that's our recommendation for the city of Pittsburgh. I don't live in the city of Pittsburgh, so I can't vote for anybody. But I mean, yo, so city people, make sure you can get out there to vote. Um, and also see where you see where you lay at, see where you live at, um, check online and see where what your voting district in your ward is. Um, I wanted I wanted to speak to Ed Ganey, um, <clears throat> who I've 
I've known personally for for a couple of years. Um, he's a family friend, and um, in my new job, I've been able to work with Ed. And um, living in the district, growing up in this district, and now also serving a similar district, I I've been able to see um, the impact that Ed has been able to make in his constituents. Um, you know, you talk about book bag drives, you talk about uh, turkey giveaways, you talk about back-to-school events, you, you talk about what he's done for the senior citizens and Ward 12 and Ward 13, making sure that they're supported. Because I feel like seniors get forgotten about a lot. But, you know what I mean, that's that's one one group of people that have always been looked out for with, with uh, Rep. Ganey. Um, also, a lot of people don't realize that he's actually worked in past mayoral um, administrations. Uh, so he has some experience working in a city. So a lot of people feel like, well, you you know, state to, to city is different, but he has the experience uh, working with Mayor Tom Murphy. Um, you know what I'm saying? So I, I'm, I'm, I've been, I'm excited of, I'm excited at seeing somebody that I know um, and, and somebody that I've been able to like touch, run for mayor. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. there's a, there's um. You know, we've never had a black mayor in Pittsburgh for people that are listening and aren't in Pittsburgh or live in Pittsburgh. We've never had a black mayor in a 251 year history of Pittsburgh, the city of Pittsburgh. Um, Never. We've had one white woman, but outside of that, it's been all white men. Um, And and Ed Ganey has the, the opportunity to become the first black mayor in the city of Pittsburgh history. And 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 in this time now we're we're it's crazy that we're still having first in 2021 or 2022, but that also speaks to that white supremacy, right? Um, but I'm excited for the opportunity to see somebody that I know make history, you know? Um, so I'm I'm excited to see what happens. So I, you know what I mean, I'm excited for our endorsement or recommendation for they rep Ed Ganey for mayor, um, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, he's he's rooted in the East End. So, you know what I mean? Our folks in the East End is, is 10 toes down. You know East what I mean? Side. Yeah, we all in. Um, but, yeah, we can get the city council, Pittsburgh City Council. Um, yep. Because we have a couple races there as well. Um I'm trying to make sure I get these numbers right. So we because yeah, I definitely didn't write down their districts. Yeah, so District Seven, um, we are going to endorse Bethy Cameron. Um, bow, 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 for, bow, bow, bow. Yeah, we gonna hit them with the air horn for the joints. Also, since we doing air horns, I gotta shout out Yams Podcast. You know what I'm saying? What with, 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 with AC? I love you know how Woody has sisters. Well, not Annie, yeah. but she's she's Woody High by just like you know association. No doubt, Annie and Shells. That's fam right there. Mm-hmm. They they true to the Jamaican air horn, yo. Every episode, mm-hmm. so, <laughs> as soon as you hear the guy, made me think about them. Shout out, shout out to Yams Podcast. We definitely want to give our fellow podcasters some love. Um. On District Eight, we got um, we got Erica Councilperson Erica Straussberger, um, who's also East Sider District. District Eight is definitely East Side. Um, 
you know what I'm saying? Some other parts of the East Side. Yeah. Um, and she was, you know, I want to say about Erica, I really appreciated her um, leadership over the summer when mm-hmm. things were going down and protests were happening. I felt like uh, she showed up in a way that was necessary. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I can definitely uh, throw that out there for Erica. And, and, you know, I'm not a city resident, but, you know, I feel like things in the city affect my community. And so I do have a little bit of an investment of what happens there. And, um, yeah, I mean, there's nine council seats, but uh, those are the two that... Um, those are two that we're endorsing. There's other yeah. races, but yeah. we've selected we've selected to endorse candidates in these particular these two races. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we do recognize that there are other races out there, and there are some that we may not be endorsing candidates. So our our recommendation slate may not be your entire ballot, but these are just particular candidates or particular races that we know that we vouch for that we work with. Um, and, and we, we recommend them for, for uh, election. Um, I know we're gonna, we about to move to, um, to Wilkinsburg. <laughs> so this is a very special, this is a very special recommendation right here. <laughs> it is y'all. Okay, so in Wilkinsburg, this was not, you know, an easy decision, but- oh, uh so difficult. <laughs> But uh, our amazing producer, a.k.a. Yep. thought partner for Black Political Millennials, mm-hmm. also my husband, a.k.a. Bellamy's dad, is running for mayor. And we are just really excited and proud that uh, he is stepping up to, you know, to take a role for a community that really just needs a breath of fresh air you know 2020 was really hard for our community you know um i definitely want to uh lift up the name of romir tally because i know that that was a moment Mm -hmm. in our community in 2020 that just really took a lot of us back um i lift up his mother his family and all the people who um, were directly impacted by the police shooting um, of that man. And so um, I just really hope that what we can do moving forward um, allows this whole community to really uh, be picked up. Um, I couldn't, I was trying to Google some information to just like fact check myself and if I need to correct myself on the next episode I will but I've had some conversations with just a few friends that I you know do this work with and um we were talking about black majority black communities in the state of Pennsylvania and our borough of Wilkinsburg is the second largest majority black community in the state of Pennsylvania Wow. Yep. Wow. Yep. And people don't talk about that. But if you put that kind of narrative in somebody's mind, that can change so much. And so, you know, my hope with what we can do with, uh, you know, a different, you know, new leadership and, you know, just the 
just a refresh, you know, um, I do want to um, mention our current mayor, Marita Garrett, who is my sis, you know, right, wrong, and different. Um, that is my sis. And I appreciate, you know, what she has done for the community, even if it's not really recognized, because I know the work that was put in for this community. And I also want to let people know that, because I feel like I never really got a chance to speak on this. And I, I really kept my thoughts and opinions to myself. But what I want to say about 2020 and locally in Wilkinsburg, where we're at when it comes to our politics, is that I want to really help this community get out of its own way because we've had a lot of trauma. We have had a lot of um, misinformation. And when those two things, in my opinion, are combined, you can't make good decisions. And so I really hope that we can begin to mend a lot of broken pieces of community leadership that we've been seeing for all of my life. And it's why our community, in my opinion, is where it's at. Um, but if we really want to see a, a different Wilkinsburg, a Wilkinsburg that is doing its best for itself, we need someone who's going to come into this role as leadership that can um, do their personal work to mend those relationships. Because sometimes there's just certain people that can't work with you. And, and that's just what it is. And it sucks. Even if the person can get the work done, it just sucks. And that's just what happens. So I hope that we can do the work to mend some relationships so we can really do what needs to get done to put Wilkinsburg in the best position it could be in as a community. And um, yeah, and so with that, I definitely went on a whole rant because Wilkinsburg is just like, it's just, it's frustrating to say the least at times to see where my community is at. So I felt like I had to put that, yeah, I had to put that piece out there. And I also, you know, I want to thank, um, I want to thank our state senator because I know that a lot of the work that has happened despite the dysfunction here has come from that space. And that's really powerful in regards to the, the politics that go on here. And I just wanna be able to, to share that perspective and that dynamic to more people in the community so that we can just get it, you know, like we can love people, we can respect people, but everybody don't need to be in leadership. And it's just as simple as that. So um, that's my two cents. Vote for Dante Comins for mayor, Team Comins, okay? Um, yeah, and then what I also added to that is like, you know, Dante is like cooler than, than the other side of the pillow. And to know Dante is to love Dante. And okay. I, I gave him like Mr. Comins' neighborhood, like Mr. Rogers. <laughs> Like we have Mr. Comins and he is really going to do um, some beautiful things for this neighborhood. He likes to say, um, what does he like to say? The fish that saved Pittsburgh. He'll be the fish that saved Wilkinsburg. My Pisces. That's what's up. <laughs> That's better. 
All right, so we're gonna run through real quick. I only got another uh, Wilkinsburg. Uh, I agree. I agree. Thanks. 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 We love you, Tay. Everybody love Tay. Um, and then we also have an endorsement for our council uh, ward one, um, Ian Petrelli. Um, Ian is just a really good guy. We really like Ian. And yeah, he is yeah. yeah when it comes to local politics, you know, depending on what the, the power structure is on the council, it's a council of nine people. If you've got five people who are all in alignment, your four can't do nothing. So that's what we got in Wilkesburg on our council. Um, so I'm endorsing, you know, Ian for council. And um, that's all I got. Well, um, I'll let you take Demar Valley. Demont Valley. Shout out to Demont Valley. That sounds good. Yeah, shout out to Demont Valley. So we got the homie in Rankin, Tamika Stevens. She is running for Rankin Borough Council. Uh, Tamika is a wife, a mom of three, and um, she is a mover and a shaker. Like, you know how you know some people and they are just like, they gonna get it done. Tamika is going to get it done, and uh, Rankin is you know a very, you know a small community in the Mon Valley, and but they've got some political power over there. And if you know, same for Wilkinsburg. I'm sure a lot of communities in the Mon Valley experience something similar to what we experience here in Wilkinsburg. And so it's super important that we lift up our boroughs and municipalities outside of the city of Pittsburgh because there's people being affected there. And if we don't if we don't make sure they have what they need. That's where we, you know, see what we see. So Tamika Stevens in Rankin, um, another person for North Braddock, um, my girl Zena Ruiz. Uh, we sit on a board together for Pittsburgh Learning Commons. She is like really connected to the art space, the youth space. Um, Zena is just really good people. And that's what local government needs, you know, good people who get work done and who are thinking about the future. Because at the end of the day, like we are the adults, like we're the old people now. I ain't old, but to the young people, we're the old people now. And so it's time for us to step up and take these positions and do the work that our elders did for us. And it's time for us to do it for our kids. Um, and while we do this work, we're going to prepare the next generation to take over because you want to know what we're not going to do. We are not going to be the 80 year old people still sitting on our councils. I'm not doing it. If I'm still living when I'm 80, I'm trying to be in Vegas with my husband. Okay. <laughs> That's what I want to do. Um, so North Braddock, Zena Ruiz, and then Braddock Hills, Borough Council. We also, and let's talk about the Mon Valley because there's a lot of Braddock. So North Braddock is Zena Ruiz. Next is Braddock Hills. Braddock Hills is um, a homegirl, Annette Nance. Um, Annette is involved with the Urban League Young Professionals of Pittsburgh. Um, she has just, she, Annette is, 
I don't even, it's like, I don't even have the word to explain Annette, but like, I just appreciate Annette. Annette is someone who like from a social space, cause clearly y'all, we ain't been seeing people for a whole year, but from a social space, she has been really consistent in my social media world of just positive, uplifting and informative content. Anytime her and I have had conversations, they are very um, just... Rele- I don't want to say I'm not the word relevant, but like they're just where you know how you don't talk to people just to talk like they're mm-hmm. they're qu- they're just conversations where like I, substance. I, I, the substance. Yes. Like I took something from our conversation. And I appreciated it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I lift up Annette for Braddock Hillsborough Council. We are endorsing her. Um, and what was that? That was just a whole like three women and one man. Um but you know, I'm here for women clearly. Um, so I want to lift them up, uh, and vote for them, y'all. For uh, Sharpsburg, so across the river, if I if I lived across the Allegheny River, I'd live in Sharpsburg. Um, I love my side of the river, but if I lived on the other side, we're forgetting there's I'd another side, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, for people that don't know. Pittsburgh is, is is shaped and divided and sided by rivers and bridges. Um, so when we were saying the Mon Valley, that's short for Monongahela or Monongahela Valley, which is one river. And then on the other part of the town, um, you got the Allegheny River. So, um, you know, where I'm at, Ward 12, I'm close to the Allegheny River, but right across the river is, is Sharpsburg. Um, so we have a slate in Sharpsburg that we want to support um, Sharpsburg for all. Um, I uh, was, was fortunate enough to do some work in Sharpsburg uh, through Leadership Pittsburgh um, before the pandemic struck and was able to work with uh, Brittany Reno, who's running for mayor. Um, she's a true spokesperson um, of Sharpsburg. You know what I mean? She knows the community. She knows the ground. She knows the people. Mm-hmm. She knows the businesses. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited. And I can also say, um, it was like probably like last year, um, me and Brittany were on an episode of our region's business with Bill Flanagan talking about our project in Sharpsburg. And we were having a discussion and she was saying that she was thinking about running for mayor. And I was so excited. And I'm like, yo, you gotta do it. I'm like, yo, Brittany, you gotta run. You gotta do it. And like, you know what I'm saying? To see it when she announced, yo, it made me so happy. So I don't know if Brittany's going to hear this episode or not, but I'm so hyped for you. And I still want to sign if you got extra ones. Um, so Sharpsburg for all, Brittany Reno for mayor, um, also Ken um, Aquiline for borough council. Ken's a great dude, um, really, really nice guy. Um, he's also a, a military vet. Um, and he's also connected um, in a lot of different communities. Then we also got Kayla Portis um, for Borough Council that we want to support. So make sure you go and vote for Kayla Portis. And um, the entire slate also includes um, uh, Carrie Tom, Tom Garm and Brad Truman. Um, so Sharpsburg for all, that's communities, uh, sustainability and accessibility. Um, Sharpsburg for all. Um, 
we want to take it a little bit outside the county for this next endorsement or recommendation for Beaver Falls. Woo woo! Because um, we lifting up all the peoples that we know. Everybody. Thing. Everybody. So we want to shout out um, Peggy Evans for City Council. Um, Peggy Evans, HBCU grad, Central State. Shout out um, HBCU alumni, uh, Council for Western PA. Um, so if you out in Beaver Falls, uh, definitely make sure you vote for Peggy Evans. You know what I'm saying? Somebody that's definitely truly rooted in that community. Um, true family person, true community person. And uh, she went to HBCU. So you already know what we got to do. Um, so shout out Peggy uh, for, for Beaver Falls City Council. And now this is the, the, the big, the big show. The big show. This is the big show. And after we go over this, this big show, um, I want to, after we go over this big show, because this is, this race right here is about to confuse all the people. And so I want to make sure as we do this and moving, like moving up to election day that we try to like, you know, just lift up names. Cause when you get to the ballot and see the list, the court of common pleas judges that you got to pick, like, we probably need to just explicitly tell people you need to take the list into <laughs> the the vote voting place with you of who you voting for because there's just so many people. No, you're not. Um, no, you're not. No, no, you're nine. That's what we gonna push. No, you're nine. Yo, that's about to be man. Hashtag that BPM. No, you're nine. Yo, we about to be no, calm. you're nine. Write that down so we can remember that. Big. No, you're nine. The big show. Other people to do their own research to find candidates if they feel like they they're not sure but these is the nine that we think you need to know um uh so the court of common pleas those are the judges that hold on let me pull up my don't i got my graphic my pyramid didn't we talk about that pyramid mm -hmm. did i put that in our group chat Yep. Uh -oh. we got it. Yes. Yeah, so the court of common pleas is the primary trial courts for major criminal and civil cases. Um, across the state of Pennsylvania, there's 451 judges. But in Allegheny County, we currently have nine open seats for our court of common pleas in Allegheny County nine seats makes up it's a good fraction i can't remember if it's like a third or a fourth forgive me for not knowing that specific detail but it's a That's big okay. chunk. it's a lot it's, it's a, a lot. big chunk it's a chunk that can really be impactful this right. is systems changing by voting nine court of common pleas judges Mm-hmm. Who let's we gonna get to the list? Yeah. Go ahead. You can kick it off. I just want to be right. serious about this these judges. Like the mother races are important, but this race is important. Yo, and also let's let before we get into the judges, let's do this. So we talked about what the court does, but it's important to realize that the judges that you're about to select will not only sit in criminal court. They'll also sit in family court and they'll also sit in the orphan's court. 
and civil court. So when you talk about family court, which for most of these judges will begin, family court includes custodies. Family court also includes PFAs, right? Um, court of orphans includes wills, trust, property, titles, deeds, things like that. So those are also things that impact Black families and Black wealth, especially in court of uh, orphans. Um, so we want to put that out there. So if you have a chance to talk to some judges, they're going to hit you with criminal stuff all day. But ask them about family division. You know what I'm saying? Ask them about their enforcement of PFAs on, 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 uh, for women um, or what a judge would do when a, a police department does not want to serve a PFA. Ask the judge that kind of question. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, see what they would say about something like that because these things are happening right now right now um but we'll spark it off um number one on our recommendation list zeke redeker um one thing i say about zeke is um so a lot of people don't go to east hills but zeke be in east hills <laughs> zeke be putting in the work and he be out of in, in east hills man there's Black elected officials that don't go to East Hills. Mm -hmm. Before Zeke was even running for a judge, Zeke was up in East Hills. So that that shit matters, yo. That shit matters. Yeah, um, I, I definitely um I feel that because that's how I feel about um I don't want to confuse it, but there's a judge that when I was running for school board, he's currently one of our judges. Uh, white guy, him and his wife, I really, really adore. And he was everywhere, like everywhere. So I appreciated him. I, I loved how he did his campaign because, you know, judges, when they run, they can't be partisan, you know, but he just was good people. So yeah. that's that's good to hear. I've only seen Zeke a little bit, but what I've seen so far really... um. I saw a lot of these judges on Saturday, but yeah. And Zeke went to Oxford too. I'm sorry. Anybody with the Oxford, <laughs> I've got to take a look at your resume for voting. <laughs> so my man's went from, went to the older days and you done been connected with and people with EH and then with the Oxford and then came back here. Mm -hmm. Like that's dedication. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Young man, but I, I respect, you know what I'm saying? What he's been able to do. Um, and he's a DJ too. You know what I'm saying? Zeke, Zeke's an interesting cat. So um, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to connecting with, with that guy. Um, but let's go to number two. Yes, number two. And I want to make a point. These are in no particular order. These aren't listed in an order like the first is the best, the last is the worst. Um, but just want to make that point. Um, so next up is Nicola Henry Taylor. Um, my first time seeing Nicola was on our Young Dems call mm -hmm. for our talent show, which is quite an interesting <laughs> event, oh, especially sure. on Zoom. Right. So that was cool. But Nicola uh, read a poem by a queen, Maya Angelou. Uh, oh, my goodness. Why am I losing my words right now? What was that poem, bro? Oh, a phenomenal woman. Phenomenal woman. I knew that poem. I'm a Miss Black teenage 
former contestant and queen like i know me some phenomenal woman because all the <laughs> all the participants all the queens in the in the pageant every year did phenomenal woman but yes yeah, she performed phenomenal woman during the talent show so that was our first um my first uh connection with her and um yeah so nicola i think the next one is good for you bro Yo, so um, number three, we got Jessel Costa, um, Central Catholic graduate, man. But one thing that impressed me about Jessel is um, prior to him wanting to run for judge, is he did work in the, uh, primarily, or he focused on child cases, child abuse cases um, in the district attorney's office. Mm -hmm. So... Um, you know, there have been a lot of stories about different schools that had um, staggering cases of, of a child abuse, different kind of orga uh, organizations and institutions. Um, you know what I mean? And he's he was in court trying those cases, you know what I'm saying, on behalf of the victims, you know what I'm saying, on behalf of victims' families and, 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 and doing a lot of due diligence and research is going hard on that. And you talk about what courts that's important in family court. You know what I'm saying? There's, we all know there are certain people that don't need to have kids or something to do. There are some kids that do need to be taken out of homes or something that don't. And you have that kind of particular experience. You, you know the signs, you know what you know what to look for. You know what I'm saying? You know how to make just decisions. Yep. Um, you know what I'm saying? And, and one thing I'll say about Jessel is he's a thinker. Uh, he's always been a progressive thinker. And um, I'm looking forward to, to seeing what he would do if he is elected, you know what I'm saying? But uh, number three, Jessel, and um, number four. Yeah, number four, um, I'm loving how our back and forth is working and we will uh, we'll make some flips. But uh, the next one is Giuseppe Roselli. And I'm glad that I was able to mention this one because my first um, connection with Giuseppe was through the library in Wilkinsburg. And I just appreciated that because I love the Wilkinsburg library. Like I love the librarians. I love um, the space. I love the, the activities and the engagement that our library does in the community. They have been just a very good resource through the pandemic for the community. And I just always shout out the library. Like I love our libraries. I love the libraries. Libraries are important. So yeah, so that's how I was connected to, to Giuseppe. And so if you come to me through my library, I'm going to check you out. And then I also had a chance to um, be a part of some endorsement processes with him and the things that I've read about his experience and his background were just really um, touching and real. And uh, it's, it's getting a chance to see people like Giuseppe and their, their life experiences and know that they need to be in our courts for um, the children, you know, courts for people who were those children in the orphans court and then make it into you know because we have a system you know that keeps right. you there um and so that's Giuseppe is so important to those kind of stories um so I definitely I'm glad to see him being endorsed um me too yeah I am um, if there's if there's 
I've known about some candidates and I've recently learned about some. And I can say on all the candidates that I've recently learned about, Giuseppe Roselli is the most impressive candidate that I've learned about in the past two months. Um, I'm glad that I was able to read his questionnaire through Young Dems mm -hmm. and hear him speak for the Young Dems forum. Yep. And the way that he spoke with just steadfast conviction and honesty, um, unafraid to challenge other candidate statements. Yep. I said, this is somebody that needs to be on a bench. On the bench. Um, and his I'm yard a, signs a, are dope. I want his yard sign in my yard. Super, <laughs> they're super dope. They are. Um, I'm a big fan of Giuseppe. I, and, and I know there are going to be certain people that we're going to try to get on the show. I would like to have Giuseppe on the show. I would I, too. I think um, we can do that. I think we can get Giuseppe on the show. And you know, something else, I, you know, Giuseppe on the lowest key reminds me of Action Bronson. Like if Action Bronson just shaved down his beard <laughs> a little bit, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I swear like he would like Giuseppe, yo. But that's not the reason why I'm a fan of him because I do like Action Bronson, but it's because everything, and also another thing I'll say too, is out of all of the candidates and people giving stories or accounts about the, a lot of these people running for judge or attorneys. I've read so many like statuses and comments about people saying how Giuseppe represented them. You mm. know what I'm saying? A lot of times we don't see people talk about attorneys when they represent them. Giuseppe, you know what I'm saying? Had people that were saying, yo, he represented me in this case. He represented my cousin. He represented my boyfriend. Like I've seen multiple people come out that. and rock for that man. So that be for quarter common, please. Clearly we made clearly we made a clear lane to a candidate that we just announced. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do that on another one I, I that I see on yeah, here. It's coming like up. they're all it's but we up. but we vote but we are endorsing all nine of because see what we're doing, we're giving you your nine because we feel like if you listen into ours, you don't you might not want to look at the other candidates that are how many candidates are there? There's nine. So I think there's like, like 24. 40. Not anymore. It's down to like 24. It's down 24. Mm -hmm. 24 Ooh. or 34. It's one of them. 24 or 34. But it's yeah, because everybody everybody don't make it to the ballot. You know how'd I go? We was we was in elections court, but that's another day, another story. Um, <laughs> uh, the next candidate that we got is uh, Rena Watson. I had to look up Rena Watson. Man, I um, I I was fortunate enough to to be connected through um, Rena Watson through her sister, um, who was an art teacher at Holy Rosary School, and. See? Um, Miss, Miss, Miss Meredith Watson Young, um, bless your soul and your spirit. That was one of my favorite teachers in my whole life. That's a holy rosary. I went to Central Catholic at Howard University, mm -hmm. great schools. And Miss Young, my art teacher, was one of my favorite teachers of all time. Um, but I was, I've been, I've been hearing so much about, um, Rena Watson and, and the work that she's been putting in and, you know, steadily, low key, putting in work and being there for a lot of people, supporting a lot of people. So I'm excited to see her um, on the ballot. I'm excited to yeah. see her get um, the county endorsement. I'm happy to see her get our recommendations. Yeah, she's getting she's getting a lot of endorsements. Mm -hmm. um, most all of these candidates, because we only have eight eight candidates, but we have 
all of the candidates that we're mentioning um, are endorsed with Unite minus one. But um, yeah, like these names on this list, I've just had such an ex... For the most part, I've had extensive access to information, I guess, about them. And so, you know, being able to read up like that, like Renna, I agree. Like, and here, this is, I, I feel like all the things we got to talk about and we're still trying to wrap up this. We thought this was going to be a short episode and look at us. Um, <laughs> Renna is definitely one of the candidates that I'm super glad that she's here. And she is, is. I'm just thankful to say the least, like thankful. So shout out to Renna. She's uh, one of our recommendations. This next one, Tiffany Sazmore, like just Tiffany Sazmore, period. That's how I feel about her as a candidate. Tiffany is just like hands down, no questions asked. Um Thank you for running. Thank you for putting yourself out there. Um, we need Tiffany. Imagine going to court and your judge's name is Tiffany. Tiffany Sazmore. And then you see her. Ugh, just the best. Like, I would probably be comforted if I walked into the courtroom and saw Tiffany. You know you're going to get a fair shake. You know yeah. you're going to get a fair trial. Yeah. Like, Tiffany. No question. Ugh, she's just, yeah, she's amazing. So, Tiffany Sazmore. Um, don't forget the name. Um, another sign that I'll definitely make sure because I can't fit. Nine, I mean, nine signs in my yard won't be effective, but you know, the names that I feel like are these are like the newer names, like names like Tiffany and Giuseppe, like those are the names that are they're not underdogs, but they're just not the names where people are just like you know, well aware of, they just keep their nose to the ground and do the work. I think that's what it is about them too, specifically as our two of our candidates. The other people have a little bit more of a recognizable name, Mm -hmm. but those two, yeah. So want to make sure we lift up that Tiffany. Um, And then the next one, you want that? Uh, You want to do that one? Uh, Next up we got um judge mick pappas um who is who is he has moved forward that particular magistrate district court so much i actually and and it's crazy um the the judge there previously i had a i had a landlord tenant issue there and i wish mick pappas was would have been on a bench when i had this case um I feel like he made sure that he saw both sides and he made sure that he understood that uh, tenants dealing with a lot, you know what I'm saying? And and there are some slumlords in the East end and he wasn't about to cozy up with them and sit next to him and play ball. Um, he did. And he lowered the numbers too. He got a little bit of pushback because they didn't like how Mick was operating, but Mick was operating for the people. Mick is not, Mick is that guy, his real name, his full name is Mikhail. I hope he don't mind, but I love his full name because that's my nephew's name. And I told him that and we crack it because he's like, how he spell it. And they spell it differently. But my nephew's name is off of his mom's name, Michaela. And Mikhail's name is, you know, um, cultural. So, yeah, 
but Mick Mick is that dude, and we also need a Mick Pappas. But y'all know Mick Pappas because y'all know that name. Mick Pappas made a name, and he deserved to make a name for the work that he's done. I appreciate Mick for sure. Mm-hmm. No question. Um. All right, last two. Do you want to do this next one? Yeah. So next we got next we got uh Chelsea Wagner, um, who will be getting a young Dems recommendation. Mm-hmm. Um, Allegheny County Controller mm-hmm. Chelsea Wagner. Um, you know what I'm saying? What can we say about Chelsea Wagner? Like you she, know, Chelsea. I would like. I'm gonna call Chelsea. I'm a Chelsea's like the unicorn of our nine. Like Chelsea's in her own lane. Mm-hmm. And, she's done so much already. Like mm-hmm. the family she comes from. Mm-hmm. You know, she's she's been unafraid to take unpopular stances mm-hmm. on stuff. Like you know what I'm saying? Unafraid, undamn afraid. You know what I'm saying? Like Chelsea don't give a damn, and mm-hmm. I feel like we need somebody with that kind of fearlessness and tenacity to stand up to to institutional establishments that are in the wrong and have to go to court. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, so I'm I'm excited to see what what um, Controller Wagner, you know what I mean, is going to do in that in that in that uh, in that position in that seat. Yeah, I, you know, I agree on that. Um, I actually appreciate the perspective. I think for me with, um, with Chelsea and how I want to say it, I have just a level, I guess, a level of respect in a sense of like risk that she'll take. I respect people that are risky and Chelsea is risky. But I also think that she will always put, like, in a courtroom space, I feel like she'll be the risky one in the courtroom space, too, that needs to happen. Mm -hmm. And um, I won't say I agree with everything with Chelsea, but we could use a Chelsea in the uh, court of common, please. And if we gonna have anybody in the quarter come, please, that's gonna be risky. I want Chelsea's risk. Mm-hmm. I want them risk. Them the kind of risk that I'm willing to, you know. Yeah. Even if I don't agree with it, all right, you want to take that risk? Let's go. Okay. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. So that's that's my perspective for Chelsea. Um, you know, and. I'm trying. I'm running back. Yeah, I'll say to Chelsea too because I couldn't. I really don't have that perspective for anyone else. But I also say for Chelsea is like I love a family and I respect the family. I respect mm-hmm. the family. So um, everyone else, I don't like know like family, but Chelsea's mom, like I know, I respect the family. Uh, and then the next one is Lisa Middleman. Um, so for me, Lisa Middleman, I met Lisa for the DA race. The DA race was crazy back in, I don't even remember what year it was. Was that 2018 or 19? I feel like that was 2019, maybe. Or 2018. That was 2018. 2018, yeah. That was 2018. Um, so I met Lisa after the 
the primaries didn't go as planned for the DA race and then an independent race happened in the fall, a very quick, um, I'll say like a lightning bolt in a way, because it wasn't a, you know, running as an independent after a primary, it's a hard race. Um, and Allegheny County is a big county. So that was my first experience with Lisa, read up on a few of her cases. Um, and, you know, she won some cases that I was like, okay, you took that case and you won it, you know, them kind of cases that you really don't have to like, you it don't matter. And so I respected that because the, the cases that I witnessed was like wild. So that was my first experience with, and they were, they were your typical criminal cases in a, uh, you know, predominantly black community, uh, just all the things, all the trauma, all the experiences that, you know, you'd be like, well, from, from a, from a conservative perspective, it would be like, oh, well, they, they made a bad choice, you know? So I, I respected the cases that I read, um, and yeah, that's, that's, that's my initial experience with Lisa. And then when the court of common pleas, you know, races happened, cause there were, how many people did you say? 40 something? 40, so 42 or something like that. Yeah. Mick, Mick, Lisa and Nicola all um, connected and created this, you know, they, they slated on their own. And so with them doing that, for me, them slating with Mick got me to read, cause Mick is, you know, he's in a neighboring neighborhood as the magistrate. So I was interested. So that's, that's how um, these three court of common pleas cases happen. Cause I was thinking Lisa was gonna do another DA race. So when this happened, I was like, okay. And so, you know, Court of Common Pleas, there, there's 40-something judges, and we need nine people that we can hold accountable. And so these nine people, these nine people that I know if I see something, some some calls, some things can be made, some questions can be asked, and I'm all about asking the questions. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I get it from my mama. Before we started this episode, I already told Martel, like, so we've had some situations and we've had these Facebook statuses, you know, cause what we got to talk about too. And I'm looking at these other races and we've been talking a long time, but I want us to recognize as we're in this uprising of racial tensions that have always been swept under the rug in this country. Um, when we hold, when we, when we push candidates and do the work to get them in the office the way we hold them accountable has to be so direct and so transparent you know let's always use grace but let's let's call it out because if we don't call it out we're we're missing the moment for the lesson that needs to be taught okay. and it's it's better to have those uncomfortable conversations now than a long-term feeling of resentment mm -hmm. So that's how I feel about that. Them is our nine. Zeke Redeker, Nicola Henry Taylor, Jessel Costa, Giuseppe Roselli, Renna Watson, Tiffany Sazmore, Mick Pappas, Chelsea Wagner, 
Lisa Middleman. Y'all gonna get a social media post for all of these. So that's that. No, you're nine. Some is a nine. No, you're nine. Do we want to do magistrate or school board next? Um, you can run through. You want to run through magistrate, and then I'll just work up school board. That works. I'm about to breeze through these. Magistrate Jehoshua. He's on the north side. Magistrate districts are difficult. His is 52040. And I was able to find his. But if he's on your ballot, y'all, Jehoshua, y'all not gonna forget that name. Vote for him. The next one is the Monte Bolt one. He's in the Mont Valley. I want to say it's Braddock. But you know, Braddock got like a million Braddocks. The <laughs> <laughs> Monte Bolt one. <laughs> DeMonte Baldwin running for magistrate. Good guy. He's in it for the right reasons. Vote for him. And then we got another magistrate race on the north, the north side because, y'all, the north side's big. But this is another north side magistrate race. And there's two candidates, and we not picking. But we're going to let y'all know both their names because if you live in these communities and you know these people, do your own research. But we not being a kingmaker in this race because we not. So Raymond Robinson and Leah Williams. I was almost biased because my grandmother's name is Leah. And so, you know, grandmothers are everything. (laughs) So I was like, Leah. But yeah, Leah and Raymond. And I'm actually pulling them up because I know I actually like their... Um, Facebook pages and I want to give you the district for this race so let's see what Leah's got magistrate races are so hard too because the way that they do their districts it's like Mm -hmm. it's just different so do they put yeah, see, it doesn't stay, it don't stay specifically. So if you live on the north side and the 27th ward, Leah Williams is one of the magistrates and Raymond Robinson. Oh, it's the Magisterial District Judge 5242. Wards 26 and 27. So that's that Northside Magisterial District Judge race. We ain't picking. Look them up. Make your choice. May the best person win. (laughs) PPS School Board. Um, There's there's also one that we have to add to District 3. Um, and we'll start with that one for District 3, Saluddin. OG to the movement, to the school board, um, you know what I'm saying, a true cornerstone um, for the school board. Uh, So we we definitely, you know, are going to recognize Saluddin, District 3. Um, If I'm wrong on that, we'll get that right next episode, but I believe he's District 3. Um, Yeah, that's the Hill District. Um, yeah. yeah, yep, yep, yep. 
So we'll definitely, so Sala um, District 1, um, that's the east side. That's um, Westinghouse. East Hills. That's Lincoln, my school. <laughs> yep, everybody that, that, that goes to Westinghouse, uh, Faison, um, parts of Shadyside, Regional Square. This is all District 1, um, Lincoln, Lemington, Belmar, uh, Grace Higginbotham, uh, for PPS School Board District One, um, I I've known Grace for like ten years in my life. We work together, uh, Community Empowerment Association, and um, what I'll say about Grace is she has an extremely diverse experience and background that'll make her perfect for school board. Um, she's a former teacher. She's also worked in out of school time space um, and a cultural program too. Uh, you know, community empowerment is black uh, culturally based out of school time. She's also worked in universities and she's also worked as a consultant. So for educational programs. So she's worked on a lot of different lanes in education, centered around education. And also Grace is from the hood. You know what I'm saying? Grace is from all the people in district one where you're from. Grace is from where you're from. Um, you know what I'm saying? She fresh ideas. Um, you know what I mean? Bring some new some new blood to the school board. So uh Grace for District One. Shout out to Grace. Shout out to Grace. Uh, we this is one of the this is one of the candidates that we're gonna bring on. Um the next one is Tracy Reed for District Five. Um Tracy is a mother of students um within the district and um Tracy gets it. Tracy gets the uncomfortable conversations that need to be had so that we can improve the education that we provide our children. And whether people like it or not, there are conversations that need to be had. There are perspectives that need to be given. And at this point, when we talk about our kids and our public school systems, um, they doing anything. So it's just time to go. Like, it's just time. So that's what I got about Tracy. No doubt. Um, District 7, um, Camille Scantling. Yeah, just period. Yeah, Camille, period. Um, <laughs> founder of Coco Panor, um, just ultimate connector. Um, I think I, I, I like Camille for, for the fact that I think that she'll be able to bring some unique ideas to the school board. Mm -hmm. um, and also, I feel like she'll be a person that be able to foster unique relationships that could benefit the school. Um, yeah, so I'm excited. I'm excited for that, man. That was another one when I saw her running all the way through. That's dope to see. Yeah. When I look back on this list, as we talk about each and every single one of these Black women, um, I just got an extra sense and feeling of like, Let's just go hard. Like I'm just ready, and I, I'm I I I got some other conversations to have, and this just helped me pull some things into alignment. So, um, yeah, the next one is Delancey Walton. First, can I tell you that I love the name Delancey like so so much? As a mother of a little girl who has a father with a D name, when I saw her name, I was like. Oh, that's cute and different. Mm -hmm. And um, clearly she's way more than just like me thinking her name is cute. 
but I just loved it. Um, and when I looked at just like her platform and where she stands, like we need a, a young, like just fresh perspective. Yeah. And that's exactly what Delancey brings. And we got to quit feeling like we don't need opinions of people that we feel like aren't old enough or aren't experienced enough. Like it's actually the beauty of their um, optimism that's needed in so many conversations because you are oftentimes in spaces and rooms with people that are jaded and have had so many bad experiences that they can't even think of possibilities of certain things and so I think that what Delancey can bring to the current the school board that we see for Pittsburgh public is just invaluable like it's priceless it is necessary for the the current transformation that we're in in 2021 so yeah that's how I Delancey I I think the only thing I want to add on to that is We, when we're saying young, I feel like Delancey would be probably the only high school graduate in the 2000s. So that's how young we're talking about. So one thing that me working with young people, working with the youth, like I always want to have conversations because they have the ideas. They have the most recent experience and they know what needs fixed. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I'm excited for sis and I'm glad we're recommending her. Mm-hmm. Um, for this because if we, we can get her on the show I want to if we can get yeah. connected with her and you f- that makes me feel old because it's like we should know Delancey but we don't why don't we know her <laughs> <clears throat> but also I feel like um, if Delancey was on this side of town we probably know her so I'm gonna give I'll ourselves some grace I'll be forgetting you know what I'm saying I'm like East Side chick you right remember you know what I mean like even though we we want to connect Pittsburgh there are still some bridges and rivers that yep. keep us from knowing everybody yep that's um, true so that's part of it but I definitely think we can get her on the show I think that'll be dope um I, will, I, will, I, will I want like all that. the school board candidates on the show. I have summer always tell me like, Ashley, I know school board's your baby. And I'm like, it is my baby because it, it affects the lives of our babies. And I just right. really have like, <sighs> people frustrate me with their adult ass problems when we talk about school board, but here nor there. Yeah, that's real. <laughs> that's real. And, uh, so we at the home stretch now. Yes. Um, all we got left, y'all. Thank y'all. First of all, thank you for listening. If you listen this far. Still rocking with us. Damn it. <laughs> I salute you. And I owe you a drink when COVID's over. We getting you know, all the drinks. If you don't event. drink, I owe you a taco. Mm-hmm. I owe you a taco. If yes. you still listen, man. Thank you. But I hope, I know some people still plugged in with us. And I know there's people that's rocking with us. So we thank you yep. for tuning in and soaking up this game. Soaking up this knowledge about these elections that we got in the call for Pennsylvania. And we're going to wrap up with um, Allegheny County Council. So, so that you understand, there's Pittsburgh City Council and then there's Allegheny County Council. So, Pittsburgh is inside Allegheny County, it's the city inside Allegheny County. So, Allegheny County Council, um, which is 
was it 12, is it 13 districts and then at two at large? Um, yep. That's yep. how it goes. Yeah. Okay. So we have, um, <clears throat> we got <clears throat> races in a couple elections, but we're going to endorse three. Um, for District 8, um, Michelle, um, and I know I'm a bitch, I'm going to butcher your, your last name and I apologize. Nakarati. Oh, I think it's Nakarati. Yep. Michelle Nakarati, Chap. Chapkis yep. uh, for District 8. Um, District 9, Steven Singer. Um, we were able to to, to, to uh, hear David, I mean, sorry, David. We were here <laughs> to hear Steven speak um, <laughs> during the Young Democrats. There's so many names. It is. Um, it is. So Steven Singer um, was also uh, recommended by Young Democrats of Allegheny County. And um, just the ideas that he had, the things that he's speaking about, uh, I'm excited. And um, also, Steven Singer is a, a, a middle school teacher. What? So shout out to a, yeah, so shout a out to middle, a middle school, school teacher. teacher. You a real one, because you know, that's a real one, <laughs> real one. Yes. So shout out to a middle school teacher that wants to run for county council. And I also want to let this be known that District Nine incorporates the Mon Valley. Mm, so that's important anybody that lives in west mifflin that lives in um duquesne i'm gonna say is it clareton too um i'm trying to see if it spans all the way out to clareton i had the list and of course now that we got to this i don't see the page but all of the mon valley um is represented by district nine um so steven singer uh, District 9 County Council, mark it down. And that's who we run it with. Um, and last but but not least, um, you know, we talk about somebody that that's, um, you know, been a cornerstone. Um, District 12, Bob Palmasina, um, is, is somebody that's definitely a cornerstone on County Council. Um, He's also a coach, so I got a I got a soft spot for people that coach and decide to be elected. Um, so for District Twelve, um, Bob Palmasina uh, gets the BPM recommendation, um, and that's that's it for all of our recommendations, y'all. Oof, we made it. We made it. If you listen to this, shout out to you. You the realist. You the realist. But also, I got to say this, though. No one else has created this this unique or this extensive of a recommendation list. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to us for taking the time and doing the due diligence <laughs> to find all of these different county councils, yeah. girls, municipalities. It's a, it's a movement. That. It's a movement. So we dedicated to it's it. And if we said your name on here, we so love you. Yes. You know There's love so in this. This is love. So we're gonna make we gonna we put the show out. We're gonna make the post. I'm gonna make the post for this. I got some I got a lot of posts that I need to make y'all. I'll be like, y'all, why y'all want me to make these posts for social media? Y'all need to pay me. If it ain't black political millennials, I ain't doing it. But um, I'm going to make the post because these races are important. They're very important. I'm so thankful, like we've been saying, for all of you who tune in, listen to us, keep tapped in. You know, we are growing. We are figuring out how to continue to evolve this platform to meet the needs of what are 
our supporters need and people who are listening to us need our community. I don't even want to say supporters, our community, because we're a community, you know, so as we continue to build this out and work this up and, you know, get things done, like, let us know what you need. Send us a DM, send us an email. You know, if you know us personally, send us a text, give us a phone call. Let's talk about it. Um, And as we transition out of this pandemic as best we can, I got my first shot. I can't wait for my second shot. I'm getting it next Friday. Okay. (laughs) But um, as we, you know, transition out of this pandemic, y'all, like, you know, we're going to be moving and shaking. So we appreciate you. And we can't wait to talk to these candidates on some episodes before May 18th. Election day, May 18th. Voter registration deadline is May 3rd. If you live in Allegheny County, you need to register to vote by May 3rd. And I'm going to make sure I get the right date for the deadline for mail-in ballots. And let me see if I can find it. I was about to say, did somebody delete that? Well, while you're looking, make sure you follow us on IG, Black Political Millennials. Uh, follow us on Facebook, Black Political Millennials. And uh, always that email is bpmpodcast412 at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to make sure you subscribe to us on uh, Anchor, on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Spotify. Wherever podcast is at, we there. Black political millennials. We We there. We there. We there. Follow us personally at Marty 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 Marley. Y'all, I started drinking. And then mine is my name, Ashley R. Comans. Um, So definitely follow us on our socials. And then again, to reiterate for our folks in Pennsylvania, voting day for the primaries is May 18th. Voter registration deadline is May 3rd. Mail-in ballot deadline is May 11th. If you are registered as an independent, you have five, no, five ballot questions if you're in Allegheny County, four ballot questions if you're in the city of Pittsburgh. We'll share some more information about those on the city, on our social media pages in the, the next episode. Questions, again, hit us up on one of those contacts about that. And um, also, yes, because we are Black Political Millennials and our producer's running for mayor. So comensforchange.com for supporting Dante's campaign and also Comments for Change is our pack. So Dante and I have started our own pack. We want to build and grow that so we can continue to support candidates. We will for sure be doing some things for black political millennials and creating that space. So, um, you know, yeah, let's get to it. And uh, we we thank y'all. Yo, that's dope, man. I'm, I'm excited for all of the things that's happening. Um, Two things before we sign off. Um, I um, I've decided to to support Grace Higginbotham School District District One. Um, I don't know what the title or capacity is, but you know what I'm saying. I'm you know, a campaign manager. Yo, then you said it, District One. We campaign the, uh, managers over here on Black Political Millennials. And we hold it wins, down. Uh, we're coming for some wins, man. So make sure y'all stay tuned with us, man. Thank y'all for listening. 
that's our that's our school too so we in that race too so we're gonna get it together and uh thank y'all peace peace